<laughs> and we are live. <laughs> Episode 40, Us by the Giant. I'm Michael. There is Logan. Oh, it's 40? It's one? 40. No, it's 40. You have 41. Oh, it's 41. What? It's Which the New Year's. It? Oh, it's <laughs> 41. It? It's 41. My bad. <laughs> you know, we just had a baby, so you can forgive me. Right? You I can't it. count. That's that's the problem. Yeah, I can't count past 40. That's it. <laughs> you, you finally got me. So we are joined today by Megan Nadine. Yes. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. That's awesome. We have a very creative soul here today. A songwriter and writer and singer. So I'm so happy that you're here today. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having yeah. me, guys. It's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. So, cool. <laughs> so I always love talking to creative people because I find there is a spark of the universe in creative people where they just create something and it comes from nowhere, right? If you think about it, like your 3D printer, it prints something, you got the file and creates it, but somebody yeah. thought about this first. Yeah, for sure. Now, one of the questions I had for you when I was researching into what's happening today, did you s start singing when you were really young? Uh, I always sang when I was really young, but it was never a, an organized thing. Okay. Uh, my grandmother sang, my mom sang. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was one of those things around Christmas time. My mom would shut off the radio and she'd be singing. And my That's grandmother beautiful. sang. Like, my grandmother's on both sides sang. Oh, yeah. And my dad's. Um, mom, she sang, was an opera singer, and That's she awesome. sang in an Italian choir, wow. the Alpini choir. Yeah. And then my grandmother on my mom's side, she was a singer-songwriter. And so actually growing up, um, my mom would sing me songs that my grandmother had written, and she would tell me the story and the backstory oh, wow. behind it, yeah. and sing wow. them to me. So I'd always kind of written music as well, actually, but mm -hmm. never to be performed, just for myself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I wasn't like a high school musical girl mm -hmm. or anything like that, but... For sure. I just meant, when did you like find this opportunity, right? So this is really good, because I love that how yeah. this gets passed down from family and you grow up with that and it becomes something natural to you. It was really serendipitous, actually. I never planned on being a singer. I think it chose me, which sounds really crazy, but... Yeah. Um, well, if you think about it, like you're, you would have the proper genetics, essentially, right? Like coming from an opera singer and yeah. another, another singer. It's almost like a language. And it's something... Well, in itself, yeah, music is a language. Yeah. No, I mean, like, for example, I speak German to my kids. Yeah. But your parents spoke music to you. So it's like a language. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. But no, even, like, writing music, that's a language. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there is something, like, you're being taught and you've been born And it was something it. I yeah. never thought about, though, until, it, like, I started reflecting in these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really thought about how it was always just something that was a part of my life, but never something that was in the forefront of my life yeah. openly. It mm -hmm. was just kind of something that we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, my son goes to a daycare where there's a more tradition. It's called Waldorf daycare. Okay. They do educate through singing when they do cleanup or yes, when they yeah. do activities mm -hmm. or when they have their meal time. So there's a really strong connection with music, right? I find myself, if I listen to music, it's almost the most powerful thing that can move people. Yeah. Like this. Oh, yeah. It's like so, it gets you right away. Mm -hmm. 
I actually was an early childhood educator before all this music stuff, so I know about the Waldorf. You do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, very nice. Stuff. Yeah. And yeah. It's actually what kind of propelled me on this journey was um, when I graduated, I took a trip abroad to yes. before finishing my teaching up. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go, what, that was a long story. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's you, all right. It's all good. No, that's. I think that's a very important event for you, right? You went abroad. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and then because I we I did some research here, obviously. <laughs> now it says that you have a life-changing experience abroad, teaching with the organization uh, New Hope of Orphans. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. So I had an opportunity come up from family friends of mine. They travel as missionaries. Okay. And when it came out, my grandfather was pretty sick. He was ill yeah. at the time. And he was 94. He lived a really good, long, oh, wow. beautiful life. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to be away if anything had happened, heaven forbid. Mm-hmm. And two weeks before I would have been set to go on this trip, he ended up passing away. And my aunt came in from Lebanon, Beirut. Um, she wow. had immigrated to Canada as well because two of my brothers, or, pardon me, two of my dad's siblings were already mm-hmm. born in Italy before they had immigrated over. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, she was always used to living a very rich lifestyle, not rich in, like, um, material things, but just... Culture? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for Rich sure. culturally. Mm-hmm. Embracing heritage? Yes. Yeah. So she was actually... Um, my uncle, he was a principal, and is a principal, and he took contract work in Lebanon, Beirut. Wow. So they were living there for about eight years, and she had come in for the funeral. Oh, told yeah. her about the opportunity, and she's the one who kind of convinced me to go, saying that I would never regret it, and I'm thankful that I have supportive parents that, you know, my mom was always kind of trying to push me out of Thunder Bay because yeah. mm-hmm. she'd been here forever, and she knows it's, it's a big world out there. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of what had me go and took me in a direction I never could have anticipated. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you said essentially yes to adventures. I mean. And I actually, like, I actually thought I was going to die before I went really? on that trip. Yeah, it sounds really crazy. No, but... I actually, I wouldn't believe so. Mm-hmm. Like, let's face it, right? It's reality. You are young, you are a young woman. You're going somewhere abroad. And it's my, it's a different culture that might be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my grandfather, he was he, a big, he is a big history buff. And there was a lot of stuff that had happened in Cambodia. And so yeah, he was the one who kind of got pretty upset <laughs> when he found out I was going. And I'm yeah. thinking this guy who never gets upset is afraid I'm going. I should be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually made lunch dates with all my friends and family low key in case I didn't come back. Oh, yeah. And a part of me believes that that's why this music thing happened for me because I took a chance and I did something that wasn't for me. Like I actually didn't know Anchor Wall was in Cambodia. I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was getting into. I was just going because I really wanted to make a difference and I was gifted something in return, I believe. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. That's I'm how a, the universe works. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that you keep talking about the universe because I believe that that's why I know some people are you know, not for it or don't understand it. And I was actually just saying to my friend Art today, I, a friend that I had met, he's a friend of my late uncle, and I met him at a music event that mm-hmm. I did, and it was very serendipitous that he we put two and two together, and you know we kind of like we share like little moments that like magic moments that we experience, and he says you know I can't share this stuff with everyone because they think I was off my rocker, <laughs> and I said you know that's the thing like. Yeah. Sometimes when people can't explain things, they just choose not to believe them. But sometimes the most magical mm-hmm. and um, 
unexplainable. Like the most magical moments in life, we usually can't explain. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. if it just when we're li- living in it, we don't feel like we have to. But then if we actually step back, it's like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. did mm-hmm. that just happen? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? It's so hard to put that in perspective, to step back and uh, evaluate, hey, what's happening when you're in the moment, right? I think yeah. that sometimes they say it's really good to take a vacation somewhere at the beach. Uh, spiritual people, like not like, not churches or anything, but, some, but let's say leaders, sometimes they took a break, mm-hmm. went to the sea and just sat there for lived there for two weeks and just watched the water for example and then they would think about things that just came to them and then they would find a solution to a certain problem and that helped their culture yeah it's called the eureka effect okay okay there you go well (laughs) like no because einstein einstein did that actually okay so he was trying to work out his problem i think of relativity and he took a job as a patent in the patent office okay and he would just when your mind your mind is actually working all the time hmm and when you're doing other things, your your subconscious is still going, but you're not you're not thinking about it, so it's easier. Like you're not getting frustrated about it, so it's just working. And then that's how he actually it just came. He was like Eureka, and <laughs> that's where it came from, right? Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. Cool when, there's a name for it. Yeah. yeah. So when people take that. vacations and they're they're not thinking about the problems, they're not thinking about their issues, they're just at the beach, yeah. and all the while their subconscious is working on it. Okay, and that one thing they would like to come to them the problem solving yeah yeah and i mean but again like if like i've been at the kitchen it's like oh yeah and then you gotta do that like it's like oh that's how i do that Mm -hmm. it's funny you say that because a lot of my songs and like uh, a lot of my creative process happens at night when i'm like hanging out sometimes actually last night i was trying to fall asleep and i had for some reason i couldn't stop replaying i'm getting everything in order to yeah, make my first music video and oh, right release on. some stuff and yeah. very because, very nice thank you it's crazy <laughs> yeah. it's, it's crazy because i've been doing this for a while and people think it's happened overnight but six years ago i took that trip to cambodia and six years ago i decided that i wanted to do this to make change may mm-hmm. i add yeah mm-hmm. but um i'm sitting there and i'm like trying to fall asleep and <laughs> it's like the song kept replaying in my head and i couldn't fall asleep until i kind of had this vision of where i wanted to go and right. that's one thing that I do enjoy about making art is that I'm not just an artist that wants to perform their stuff. Like I want to connect with people. I want to, I want people to watch my video and feel what I was feeling when I wrote the song, when I was experiencing exactly what I was when I went through the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's why my art is so precious to me. And that's why it's taken so much time for me. Like I released a song two years ago and I've been writing like crazy and I've done about 50 or more songs in the last couple of years. And I want to share them. I do. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like I've waited this long that I want it to be done right. And and this is something that I really had to work past a lot of fear to get to the point of being comfortable to even sitting here and talking about things openly like this with you right now. It's very, very insecure. Yeah, that makes sense. Life can be very uh, frightening. Before we get back on that, I just wanted to say how you describe that now of the art that you create it's you then yes yes and i think that's fantastic because it it is you yeah that's what uh and one of my questions i had for you was today was also when is your most creative time Mm -hmm. 
Now I paint sometimes on canvas, for example. Okay. And I usually do the same thing I do at nighttime when everybody else is at bed in bed, and I just I can I usually put loud music on in my earpods, and I just have uh, maybe just I have a glass of water, and then I just space out because my I do mm -hmm. abstract paintings. Nice. And that's awesome. I love abstract art. Thank you. And you, you, you said now you had this moment when you were in bed and your mind was working so much on that and then you, it just came to you, right? Yes. Is that usually how it works? Yeah, or emotional. Uh, I'm in my head a lot. A lot. I live in my head. I think most of us do. We're just better at, some are better at controlling it than others. Or, mm -hmm. um, But I find that when I want to express myself and how I'm feeling, it feels good to just sing it. And... Uh, for the longest time, I didn't have my guitar to kind of help me work my way through. I would just kind of sing into the air, and a lyric and melody would come, and um, mm. I just kind of sing how I was feeling, and it sounds crazy, but it works for me because I don't think about it. And then I go back, and now that I'm like actually taking this seriously, I'll go back and I'll think about like how I can change things or make things sound better. But my best writing, I think, happens when I'm just really feeling in a moment, or and I want to get it out. Mm. Yeah, because I do, I live in my head. Yes. And not as much anymore, may I add. Um, we but... all do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, because speaking for myself, like, I see you both here right now, but everything is happening in my mind, right? Is that what you mean? Yay and nay. It's more when I'm by myself that I, like, I'll think about things. And when I, actually, the one thing I'm very good at is being present with people. Okay. I am, um... Sometimes when I have a lot going on, yes. Like if I was doing something like this in your position, yes. I would be like, and that's the perfectionist in you. You must be a perfectionist. Yes, I am. Yes, because I noticed that like I, are you? Yeah, that's too how, much. It's a sickness. But it's, it's, so, <laughs> it's, it's a sickness. The, the way I was brought up, it's, it's, it's um, nothing against the way of how Germany is and how it is but it's and how my parents raised me they only wanted the best right yes. and I have nothing against that it's all good and I respect that but it, it was there's a lot of rules and you follow them and when you have that as a child and you grow up with that and it's different when when you go somewhere else where it's not right yeah. but also I think maybe some people are just born that everything has to be a certain way maybe Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah there are some. Like yeah. that. But I'm also I'm also starting to let go more. Like I'm not anymore. And I used to be probably more. Mm -hmm. But well, we're also a product of our environment, right? And I learned yep. that like studying yep. children in early childhood ed and child development that you know I am a and I actually see it growing up like being an adult now. Yeah. I look at my mom and I look at my dad and who they are as people and I'm like, wow, I'm really balanced mix of both of them yeah, um, and when you watch someone and how they move and actually a good friend same gentleman tonight he was like oh you you're it's so easy for you to talk to people like that's not something that can be taught and I said yay and nay because I watched my parents be very open-hearted kind people they're yeah. social so it's just something I was raised around you know yes. and mm -hmm. taught by observing yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and I was and a new kid environment. many times so it was like Okay, you yeah. make friends or you are, like, you have to talk to people. Yeah. You're going to just have Because on a different note, I was thinking about, again, the science person in me, I was thinking about clones. I was like, well, what's the difference with clones? If I clone the same person over and over, mm. are they going to end up the same? 
Well, no, it turns out if their environment's different, they'll be completely different people. Yeah. But they'll have the same genetic makeup. That's what they say with kids that grow up with a wolf pack or bears or... Oh, yeah. Not I bears. see what you mean. Yeah, but they yeah, just they grow become, up with animals. They, be pre- they are... They're, yes. They're like... They're predisposed to who's ever raising them. Yeah. Mm, that's funny. So uh, we could be anything then? Uh, to an extent. For sure. But. Well, yeah, yeah, I honestly, and I look at um, a lot of the people in my life, we have choices, you know, and it's not easy yeah. to, to go against the grain when you've been raised a certain way, oh, yeah, but you sure. do have a choice, because I look yep. at, you know, someone, and I, I'm going to say it, like someone like my dad, um, he lost his mom, like my, my grandmother was actually my aunt who raised him as his okay. mother, so yeah. like he lost his mom at a young age. My grandfather, bless his heart, he wasn't the most supportive because he was just, he'd wake up, he'd work, he'd work long hours. So like when my dad was at like playing football games, he never had anyone watching them or racing or doing things like that. Um, When my dad wanted to start his business, he actually didn't have any support. And I remember my dad telling this story that he would nail nails into a two by four and pull them out when my grandfather was around just to keep himself busy because oh, he would really? kind of be like, you quit your job to sit around and do this. And I'm not saying this to speak ill of my grandfather. It's just that, you know, sometimes people, you know, you want to play safe or this or that, but sometimes it's okay to take risks mm-hmm. if, you're gonna, if you're willing to put in the work. And that's one thing that I learned by watching, but he also had to go against the grain to do that, right? Yeah. Like step outside of the comfort zone, step outside of what people were telling him to do. Yes. And uh-huh. that's why when people treat people like garbage in society and like around me, I don't tolerate it because both my parents have been through a lot and they're both really beautiful people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you would never know, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, I also have a mother that says like, you know, you have to imagine where someone's coming from and what they're going through oh yeah for sure so i like as much as i say i don't with age i'm not tolerating it as much and but i am like i'm understanding but i'm not going to allow myself to be someone's doormat anymore and i'm not using someone's mm-hmm. horrible circumstances and giving them a free ticket to treat people horribly. oh yeah for sure you know yeah mm-hmm. for sure a doormat just gets walked all over you know so yeah sorry that was a little off topic. no and that's a good that's a good topic like it, it sounds like you have a lot of supportive family with you like you, you've mentioned i think you've mentioned multiple mothers like, like uh, i and i get that like it's i just have yeah my, my parents are still together too which i'm really oh yeah no see. but i mean yeah. like, like you, you have a, a very well established yeah, family you like, know like they're just family so foundation i Absolutely. wouldn't do this if it wasn't for my parents telling me i was good enough Mm-hmm. I actually thought I wasn't good enough. Oh, wow. okay. I actually didn't think I like. What if I don't sound like this in my head? Like, mm. what if I? I think I'm sounding like I, I'm yeah. not. I think I sound good, but what yes. if I sound yes. like trash? And yeah. American Idol kind of screwed me in that part of my French. And oh, you can regard, you say anything. Okay. American. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> <laughs> it kind of screwed me in that okay. regard because you'd watch people and how they'd be like, my friends and family support me, and they may make it that far, and then they're not that oh, great. And then Simon kind of like, like walks over. What if that's me? So my mom would be like, you're a great singer, and I'm like, yeah, you're my mom though. So I was yeah. actually okay. terrified I got to put that. myself out there for sure. Mm. Okay. No, oh, that's a good mom. I honestly... Mm-hmm. My mom always... So oh, sorry. No. Yeah, my mom always told me when I was bad in school, you end up being uh, a potato peeler on a boat. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, they made you think the Yeah, and then I, recently I joined... I, we had lunch and I talked to her. You know, mom, if I would have become a cook on a boat, I'd probably be in the army. I mean, what do I make? <laughs> a lot of money. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Yeah. That is funny. So, what... 
What so this main event inspired you to face your fears, right? Yeah, it did. And fear is uh, is powerful, right? And you're in everybody's mind. Oh, yeah, it's like one of the most in. It's the most basic and most oldest like emotion a human has is mm -hmm. fear. And stronger than fear is beating fear, right? Being facing it is it do you how do you beat you fear okay. do you be, beat it by facing it well what is it people who are brave are still scared but they face their fears anyways like they're not what is it there are foolhardy people who just kind of rush off in that whatever situation but there's also brave people who face their fears knowing they're scared but mm -hmm. they just do it anyways yes yeah. and then you you come over it like for kind of yeah you overcome it yeah but yeah. i mean you 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 still know you're scared but you, you do it anyways mm -hmm. type too yeah. yeah is it fear can also be nervous nervous being nervous yeah that for is, sure that's yeah. a fear too right absolutely yeah. yeah i had a good friend of mine once tell me that um we sometimes we confuse fear and nervousness um like we're actually excited yes you're right. Um, we okay. confuse the two emotions. Because again, like feel jittery and yeah. like maybe a yeah, little it's, nervous, it's, it's, but like it's you're exciting. super excited and you're mm -hmm. jittery. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And he I told like me that. to start doing that, so I was like, oh, I'm just excited. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I was always really afraid of speaking public in public oh, yeah. or present some kind of project I yeah. worked on. It's a very common one. Yeah. It's like being public of thirty people and speak. That's something like. But you know, you you can only get for myself. I could only get through it by doing it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what it takes. Yeah. Right? Have you heard the expression, think of the audience in their underwear? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I, I'm not saying it works. I'm just saying it's a very common thing to think. Yeah. I've, I've never thought that myself. But that yeah. Right. <laughs> no. I thought that would be a lot of extra brain power going on. Yeah, trying to make right? people look <laughs> yeah. in their underwear. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true, though. Fear is a very, very <clears throat> powerful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, when you write your music... In, it's happening in your mind, right? First, maybe? Um, yeah, I have one thing I want to touch on with fear. Okay, go for it. I've learned, that I've learned that um, the most beautiful things in life have fear in front of them. And I think it's because the, I'm going to get a little bit hippy-dippy on you, but the universe good. is the world is filled with energy it's a fact everything is made up of energy and there's positive energies out there negative energies positive entities and negative entities and i think that um like just an example when you go into a mall and you leave feeling drained it's because mm -hmm. there's so many people there that are actually sucking your energy from yep. you mm -hmm. um without even knowing they're doing it mm -hmm. and or like you pick up a phone and you almost don't want to answer it because you know that you're going to feel drained when yeah. you get off. So just setting the intention that they can talk to you, but they can't yeah. have your energy. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, when there are beautiful things waiting for us in our future, sometimes I think that fear steps in there and in our minds to hold us back from the absolute most beautiful potential of the life that we can have. Um, because everything I've noticed by stepping into fear, the most amazing moments and opportunities have come into my life. Yeah. Um, even just talking to someone that you don't know, you know, like mm -hmm. a lot of people would let the fear of being judged or what are they going to think of me? But if you just open yourself up mm -hmm. the most, almost what someone would call like impossible things become possible. Yeah. You'd yeah, be surprised sure. too, yeah. how people react to you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you just you talk to them and then they talk back to you. Yeah, sometimes stopping interference. Sometimes no, usually they do. <laughs> usually, usually, but sometimes. Yeah. And and you know, stepping into fear is such an empowering thing because when you start doing it, it makes you want to do it in all facets of your life. Like I'm afraid of heights, and I thought, well, if I'm starting to sing in front of people, I want it, and I'm gonna actually do this on a big level. I need to start pushing through fears in other ways too. So I went to the complex. I've never jumped off oh, yeah. any higher than the twin diving boards. Yeah. Mm. And I jumped off the first tower and oh, I did wow. it again. And a, I was so is that three meters or five meters? It's four, I think. I don't know. But yeah, I've, I've, I've been there and I'm like, nope. Yeah, but I actually went online. Like, you have to want it bad enough. Yeah. I went online. I watched this video where they like tell you to do this mantra and tap all these spots. And I was like up for anything. And I'm very competitive as well. Okay, yeah. And myself. And there you go. I had a friend of mine that was like, well, you won't do it. You won't do it. And I'm like, no, I want to do it. No, I want to do it. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I've done it probably like six or seven times, which is yeah. a lot. For me, I never thought I would ever jump off That's of that. That's good. Like crippling fear to the point where I wouldn't even walk out onto oh, yeah. like the no. platform at I can't all. handle it. No, That's a big achievement then. If it's that, that, that big of a deal, right? It was yeah. so big for me. Mm-hmm. And then you almost feel empowered and it makes you want to keep well, yeah. doing it. Well, yeah, it's like it's a rush incredible. of energy. It yeah, is. yeah. It I think is. Will Smith said something like that too. He's like, maximum happiness is behind maximum fear. Yes. And his example he used is skydiving. Okay. So once you get out there, you're falling, you're falling, you're falling. Eventually, you just, you're you're not you're technically are falling, but you're you're not. You're just kind of going through. I'm like, oh, okay, I could I could I'll buy that. <laughs> I love Will Smith. I follow yeah. like a lot of the the things that he has to say because he's bit he's so successful and he's one of the people that says like the universe is fluid. Like as soon as you say what you want, it just moves around you like water mm. and it gives you exactly what you yeah. want. I think that's the first time I've heard him since since Fresh Prince though. Oh, <laughs> like no? it's been a long time. Oh, I saw him on YouTube Rewind. Oh last oh. year. Oh yeah. No, no, no we we all know about YouTube Rewind. <laughs> I don't know Just quick on the um, the mind on the mind yeah. part yeah for sure they did a study where in the soccer stadium for example there's like eighty thousand people and they cheer the game all those minds the brain waves become the same like they they yeah. find their um, the like balance yeah like when there's somebody who is very positive for example there's somebody who's very negative then they become very neutral yeah something like that but so that's how riots start too, right? Eventually, there's too many angry oh, people, and then yeah. it just falls over. Well, that's when you get in a mob mentality too, right? Everyone has, everyone just gets angry. And yeah, they're all angry. But then you, would just, yeah. Think, yeah. you would never think you would never. It is energy. Yeah. yeah. So and then, um, are you familiar with uh, the term empathic, like yes. empathics? Yeah, I've, I'm an empath. Yeah, I believe I am as well. Um, so what empaths are? It's like you can feel when you're talking to someone. Mm. Uh, you you get tired. And it's they're they're basically taking your energy. Oh, okay. it's it's very interesting. Like I, so this is like Celestine. a prophecy. Celestine. No, no, prophecy, no. Where they have like three kinds of people with energies. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I haven't done that much research. Have you read that book, Celestine? Celestine prophecy. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Good book. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty good. But no, it's 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 a very social oriented thing. Well, it's like if someone's crying and they're, they're upset, you can't you, help but cry and be you, upset. You feel, feel it. Like, yeah, you can feel oh, the, that's like the sadness thinking. almost. Yeah. yeah, But they don't do it intentionally to drain your energy. Correct. Well, yeah, no, no, no one does it intentionally. Oh, no. Some and people it's not use always it. a drain. There are actually energy vampires. Right? There's people who can't create their own energy to a level that, for example, you have. Because they're always negative. Am I always negative? No. <laughs> Is that what you're... <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's what I'm picking up. 
just no, kidding. Really? Yeah, no, no, no. Is that what he's what? putting down? Yeah. I can't work with those people. They're mind readers today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, for example, I had a coworker a long time ago. Let's say I had a coworker, and he would complain. He complains, and he complains nonstop. Oh yeah. Oh and, yeah. But you, and then I have lunch, but he complains. But I, ha- I'm sitting there for an hour, and he complains, but I can't go anywhere. That's a that's would be a person that drains energy from you. That would Absolutely. be someone who drains energy from you. But essentially, when you're an empath, it's not always about having your energy drained. I'd say I'd just say it's about having an immense amount of feeling from other people okay. that aren't you, and okay. like you just take on other people's shit too sometimes. Yeah, it's it's because that person who complains, I would probably get like I myself would probably get to the point where I'm complaining and mm-hmm. I'm disgruntled and I'm. Feel it, just like bunch okay. up and get all upset too. You know, then they would say you have to protect your aura and close that up. There, there are ways. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> again, I haven't really talked about this, but I did a little research about this. Uh, so, like, you have to be alone. Like, I prefer to be alone a lot of times, and you just kind of you let go of everyone else's stuff, and you just bring yourself back in, and then you're like ah, like refreshed, and then you go out, and then you collect more people's stuff, and you're like oh good, and then you just you okay, that's like a rinsing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I found. Interesting. Okay. Um, one string wonder. Yes. <laughs> so you did... That's that's a big project, right? Yeah, it's something that I started <clears throat> very serendipitously. So I told you I would write my stuff just kind of singing into the air and I never mm-hmm. really had an instrument to help me out. And one thing that I've learned is that creative people have the tendency to be quite flaky. And oh, so okay. I'd have people that would like offer to play with me and stuff like that. And it was just really hard to coordinate times and schedules. And um, so I started picking up, uh, my parents had gifted me a guitar and I never felt worthy enough to play it, to be honest. I just felt like I wasn't good enough. And um, and then I had someone tell me that uh, the guy I was working, that I'm working with now, the man, he said that I should really work on it because it would just really benefit me. Yeah, for sure. And so I did. I remember I learned Tracy Chapman's Bass Car. And it just went, didn't allow me to be in the song 150%. And I realized I realized in that moment that I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm not a guitar player. Okay. And so I picked up my guitar. And actually, I was watching an Amy Winehouse documentary. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I started really wanting to educate myself because... The universe was gifting me really crazy opportunities that I didn't feel worthy of. And I was like, why me? You know what I mean? And so I started to educate myself so that I did feel worthy and that I did feel like I had a, like some type of incline of what's going on out there. And, um, I watched her doing a set and she was just plucking her guitar and I thought, Hmm, if she could do that, like, why can't I? Mm. So I sat with my guitar literally in that moment and that's when I wrote Gypsy C. It sounds crazy, but that's... It, it was oh, wow. when I watched that documentary and that was the first song I ever wrote with my guitar and just kind of plucking and it was more of a riff there than instead of like a, a the bass note thing right, right. Um, but then I started kind of dabbling into just playing bass notes and I, once again I'd fool around with the guitar but it just didn't allow me to be in the moment and mm-hmm. one thing that I why I decided to start doing music is for a few things two things um, I'd like to connect with people with my music and for them to actually feel something. I yeah. believe that my songs are gifted to me from the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, somewhere. And 
uh, I believe that I just am lucky enough. Like, it's like a rabbit hole, you know, and I've I read this somewhere um, where an artist said that if he doesn't write it down, I forget which artist it was, it's gone. Mm. Oh, yeah. And that sure. happens so to me. I have yeah. so many voice memos because things will just come to me. Uh, I went to go see the Joker movie, and right when I was done, I wrote a song. Like, when I got home, I was so moved by the movie that I wrote a whole song. Mm. And it just fell out of me. And I just pressed record, and I sang freestyle, and I fooled around on my guitar, mm-hmm. and came up with this whole song. Yeah. Um, and so... It's just, yeah, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but no, I like it. I just it makes sense. Yeah, and so I want to, I want people to hear my music, and I want them to be moved by it. Mm-hmm. I want them to feel that it's real, and I want to show them that if we totally uh, embrace who we are and work to be the best versions of ourselves, that we are worthy of anything that we could imagine. And I want to be able to someday stand on a stage where I can point at, you know the insecure girl that I once was that never believed that they would be on that stage. Um, I worked with a producer that told me that, you know, the style I sing was sounded dated and sounded like shit. And this (laughs) is when I was doing some stuff. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like everything that I'd worked to build, I felt like he kind of teared down in a week. And not even just in the moment. Yeah. And it was, it was super hard for me. And I had a little PTSD after that, but, um, I made a deal with the universe, as crazy as this is going to sound, but at least we're moving into that (laughs) era these days. Um, You know, if you provide me with the platform to make change on a global level, then I'll push through my fears. Because I was cripplingly terrified. No one knew I could sing in my, like, none of my friends, none of my family, really. Um, I went to a vocal coach once when I was about nine. Mm. And I sang a song I wrote to her, and she didn't tell me it was good. She didn't tell me it was bad. She just said, let's work on your uh, usually people who put you put, Usually people who put you down are the people who know, oh, shit, she's good. And I don't want her to, like, take out this or take out me. Like, don't you know this? That there's people, when you, you have a good idea and you put that out there, and then your boss says, no, that's a bad idea. He goes to the next meeting and he... T- Pitches it. He says, so this is my idea. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because, like, the teacher in me knows that she didn't even handle that right. Like, as, like, an educator, first and foremost, when you're dealing with a child, you never say nothing. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm going to, like, oh, my God, I sound like Can I have some feedback crap. here? Yeah. She wasn't like, wow, you know, that was really great. Now let's focus on this. And with those tools and these tools, you, you can be the best that you can be. Yeah. Instead, it was like... Well, before she said to me, before Celine Dion could sing the way she did, she had to focus on technical stuff, and she had me singing in like a very vibrato tone, and um, okay. it wasn't me, and I wasn't comfortable. I have a very more sultry style to mm. my voice, and yeah. and that part wasn't brought out. So I just thought I don't like singing, I'm not good at singing, and that kind of set the tone for me. So I'd always do it behind closed doors, yeah, I got and, you, yeah. but I was never comfortable. So yeah. and. I just, I do want to make change. And that actually in Cambodia, it's super Mary Poppins, but like three weeks in, I'd like advocated about getting life shampoo and doing all this stuff down there. And as they were spraying raid on the kids' heads, cause it said kills bugs. Oh, yeah. And they were just doing the best that they could. Yeah, and so, they had, yeah, yeah. And so the advocate in me kind of just like sent an email over to this organization and, um, we were m- making strides forward and I called my mom and I said I want to travel the world to third world countries and I want to teach and advocate and make change and my last week there I started singing The Way I Am by Ingrid Michaels and uh, Ingrid Michaels I believe it's called Um, and she I mean she 
I loved that song always growing up. So now I'm like, I'm a little lady. <laughs> Pardon me. So, but yeah, I started singing in these two children they loved it yeah. and they grabbed more kids and then it became a thing where they wanted me to sing to them oh, all the yeah. time and my mom I told her and she said you should pick one friend and sing to them and I actually sang to my best friend Tanya and yeah. she's the one who if you go look at my YouTube she's playing piano for me in the background awesome, she picked yeah. piano up after 10 years yeah. to help me put covers out she's That's like awesome. a ride or die friend so um, I can't wait to make it all the way big time and have her you know beside me through all those moments too and I know it sounds so crazy like even when I tell my dad some of my dreams he's like you are wild I'm like <laughs> yeah but you know you have to be like yeah, you have sure. I have big plans but I don't plan on just falling into them I'm gonna work my butt off mm-hmm. and put make myself subject to judgment and this and that but essentially I want to start a foundation yeah. that can grow with my music um, and I can give back to people places mm-hmm. and things that need it and you did by using my music absolutely you yeah. did to the kids just I had this thought earlier while you were yeah, for the, this for the, you took time, the beer yeah. away from the kids when you were singing to them you know yeah. because you did because they liked it you took them somewhere else and they said that they called all the other kids and you got there and that's what you did yeah. Well, even like like not uh, not related, but somewhat related. Like, look at the Beatles. The Beatles were like, "Hey, um, I can't remember how this came about, but they're like, hey, what about these guys? These Beatles, they have electric guitars, and oh no, and they said, oh no, the electric guitar that'll never take off. <laughs> like, yes. there are so many. I don't want to say short-sighted people, but people that are either they don't want to progress or don't want to see forward. They just are in their own little world and mm-hmm. don't see outside of it." It's crazy. I remember the question you asked me. See, I'm so ADD, and this is oh no, I'm just, I'm just incredibly well with. No, but that's yeah. a really good point. That's why I work well with kids because I'm all yeah. over the map. <laughs> but the One String Wonder Project. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, I was like, I think it'd be really cool to show people how I can cover things, playing, and how what can start so simply, like how my songs they start with these bass chords, they evolve into something. So if I could do that with covers to, and show people how I can take these well-known songs and make them my own and. Mm-hmm. It's funny because the guy who said, you know, you're, you're too good of a singer, let's play guitar, is the same guy who was like, you know, she plays one string and it really works for her because it allows her to go to places <laughs> you'd never imagine. <laughs> and so I just want to show people that if you just stay true to yourself, even when it's painful, and I'm not saying, like, a part of me is at the point now where I want to just practice and become very good at the guitar just so I can tell people, no, I just choose to play it this way because I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know so I'd love to someday be able to shred the piano and just pluck my guitar um, but I'm not I love writing and I love yeah. singing and I just that is what my craft is singing and songwriting yeah, so for sure. I'm, that's why this one string wonder thing happened mm-hmm. and it's kind of been giving my audience something to listen to while I get everything in order with my original music no that's so awesome yeah. Cool. yeah and you how and I watched that video too, obviously, and um, there was this was a really good production, like the way the lightning was there because you were singing in front of the um, carousel. Exactly out in cool. where is it? Chivalry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because you have a project going on there, right? Yeah, you're never gonna believe it, but I had my mom, my brother, my dad, my best friend Tanya, and a couple people that worked there, like. They were doing my lighting stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. So no I was way. working with West 4 Production. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. They're awesome. Yeah. I, I, honestly, Matt is amazing. He's super cool and very creative and good at what he does. So it's always fun working with someone who 
kind of dives into the idea and makes it look better than you imagine. Mm-hmm. No, it looks um, really professional. That's, that's awesome. Wow. He is a professional, so I'm yeah. very lucky to work with him. Um, but with that one, everyone I think kind of thought I was crazy when I envisioned the light and the lights and carousel turning on at the same time as the chorus hit. No, oh, yeah. And so I literally went there and I timed it to a T and like worked with the guy who was running the ride and I reached out to Chippewa Park just seeing if I could use their location. And I envisioned it happening with all the rides. And then I checked it out and the carousel really stood out to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so it's it's gorgeous. There's something magical about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And when they found out I wanted to use it, they were super kind. And I found out about a lot more about the restoration project. So I thought it would be cool to kind of give back with like a GoFundMe for it. And so I did that. And yeah, I I literally went down and timed it to a T, like when to pull and start the ride and when to turn the lights on and I met mom and my best friend with the lights and they're backing up for the watch I actually rented a light tower oh yeah and one of the lights was burnt out so I didn't get charged for it but it worked perfectly fine but that's how the universe works it's (laughs) crazy it's like yeah. Stuff like that happens, yeah. and it ended up turning out great. And even my dad going into it, he's like, I think you're going to have to have one take with everything running and then one with nothing, because I envisioned it being like blackout. They shut out all yeah. the park lights, everything. And it turned out. And, you that's know, awesome, yeah. I just had a vision, and I really went for it. And that's what I want this whole journey to be about, is inspiring people to kind of go against the grain and trust our guts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a gut intuition. It's the same as when you see on those animal discovery shows like the the rabbit that's in the field that senses the fox is there and it doesn't even see it it's like it's yeah. an intuitive well, do you, thing do you remember the do you remember the tsunami like the big one in yeah. 2006 yes before the wave hit all the elephants went into the oh they know the elephants they went up into it. the uh, mountains right yeah. that's what you mean yes yeah. they sense it yeah there's like a calm before the storm as yeah. they pick up yeah and we have that as humans but we go yeah. against it because we oh, let we fear get in the way yeah. and i've learned to trust my gut not by the times that i haven't at all went hunky dory but by the time from the times that i didn't and i fell completely flat on my face and then it's kind of put me in this position where i'd rather trust my gut and be wrong than go against my gut and wonder what would have happened oh if yeah I didn't. for sure yeah I have something else too. But I actually want to congratulate you because I hit them up yesterday. Uh, the Walleye and Thunder Bay's Arts and Culture magazine. Yeah. So they do this annually uh, Best of Thunder Bay Reader Survey, right? Yeah. Are you guys aware? You obviously yeah. are. Are you aware of that? Yeah. They do of the Walleye. Yeah, they do best of food and then best, for like example, best. City stuff. Yeah, best farmers, vendor, farmers okay. market vendor was, for example, this year, Pyology one. Pyology, nice. Yeah. So. Now, I hit them up yes, just last night after I did some research, and I was like, hey, can next year, can you um, like include best local podcast, please? <laughs> That's awesome. And they actually, they got back to us the same night and said, yeah, no, um, thanks for the feedback. We're happy to report. We will include that best local podcast in the 2020. So, yeah, guys, if you want to vote. <laughs> the Walleye is incredible. I really like them. They're, I've popped in there when I... Yes, you had a feature, right? I did, which was so cool. That is That's cool. the kind of stuff that I honestly, it chokes me up because no. I would have never imagined it, ever. Yeah. And so I have this big goal at the end, but I don't really think about how I'm going to get there. I'm just kind of taking it day by day. I think about it, but I don't think about things like that. Yeah, for sure. And I remember looking at the magazine with one of my best friends, Tanya. Um, <laughs> shout out, Tanya. Yeah, shout out, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. but we were looking at this magazine and I was kind of just basking in it like holy shit Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, the girl who was so terrified. We that if you go on YouTube and you look at my Julia or yeah Julia Michaels cover of issues, we did that video like probably three hundred times. Oh yeah. Like we practiced <laughs> that so many times, and I can still watch it and see how insecure I look and how uncomfortable I feel. And then to be standing beside her and looking at a picture of me in a magazine. That's a local magazine mm-hmm. that is so loved and celebrated oh, yeah. that I was just so honored yeah, that'd be awesome. to be a part of. It was really eye-opening and moving. And then that night, I'm out and we're celebrating her. And I, my mom calls me at one in the morning. And she's like, you were nominated for two <laughs> sections in the world. Yes, two that's awesome. That's really good. So you I did. I was like, holy yeah. 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 I honestly couldn't believe it. I can't awesome. believe it. And my parents, I, I think it's one of those things where when people are nominated, they're like, we nominated them, right? <laughs> but like my family had no idea. Yeah. We're like, what the heck? Yeah. And it was just such an awesome thing. And I popped in there just before I knew about the nomination stuff, just to thank them for the feature. Oh, yeah. And because it's such a cool thing that I mm-hmm. think that sometimes when that stuff happens, we don't stop to just you know be thankful i think it's easy to like we're thankful but to actually show gratitude to the people who take the time for us like you guys have me here today Mm -hmm. like it's just really cool when people stop and take the time for you because there's so many people Mm -hmm. that they can stop and take the time for and absolutely and it's just a really cool thing and they're so cool in there like they're just (laughs) normal awesome like everyone's a normal person but just like to feel how warm and welcome it was in there and to see that this the people behind this magazine are just genuine kind-hearted people mm-hmm. that, that was a really nice thing i'm like yeah. okay i'm buying a sweater mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and they're working they're working towards making thunder bay a better place yes and, and the world it. and so much on right Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. that was a really cool moment for me mm-hmm. and one i'll never forget yeah so you were nominated for two and like i was thinking in bed yesterday with i like my mind was spinning right now. So they <laughs> got back to us. I was like, what? And then I was just like, hey, you know what? I would even be just thankful if somebody would nominate us. Like, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. So I, would, I don't even think about anything else, right? Then now you, for me, this would be a huge achievement. And I hope for you as well. Like, the best singer, you're right there on number three. Yeah. Wow. And there's the people in there with me are so good. Yeah, we got Nancy Freeborn and Ryan She's, McDonald. Yeah. It's crazy. And then you have one other one, right? Where did I place it? You have the... Oh, boy. Best soul artist, you are number two. Yeah. You're right there. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That's for all of Thunder Bay, right? All of Thunder Bay. In the that's whole community. Awesome. Yeah. It's so funny because I, I, I am so thankful. And, you know, I want to do things like post about it but then sometimes I feel silly that's one thing that I've noticed about this music thing is that social media is a huge thing about and I want to thank all the people too because it's just very surreal but then it's like I don't want to look tacky or silly like I got you it's like a weird double-edged sword but I am so thankful yeah I Mm -hmm. seriously am because just being nominated I didn't you don't think about if you're going to make the cut I was just so busy being thankful that I was even acknowledged you know that pushing through my fears has um has people talking about me yeah for sure yeah um and so it's just a really really cool thing especially because 
I never imagined it, you know? Oh, yeah. You don't imagine. I have. Yeah. don't imagine those little things like that that are big things, not little, but mm-hmm. they're just Huge. specific things, yeah. you know? I, I'm not specific about where my dreams are going to take me. I'm just, I'm, I want to just, I'm working and I'm showing up. Mm-hmm. I just keep showing up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those moments when you realize it's happening and it's there, that's when it all comes together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right. I'm in the best of 2019 wall. I like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I would have never dreamt yeah. of that. So it's really cool. One of the things I've been thinking about is like everyone's life is made up of these small moments that lead up to the big ones and you like you have to put in the work for the small to get the big. Right? So Yeah, it's very very true. Yeah. Well and the thing is like the walleye, those small moments for me that got me to that big walleye moment mm-hmm. is you know, going out there and doing open mics by myself with my one string. Oh, yeah. And oh, okay. um, doing my one string wonder videos, like things that I had no idea if people were going to like them, but I just had to trust my gut and mm. do it. Yeah. Um, even my next one string wonder cover is actually going to be Truth Hurts by Lizzo. And when I told my team that I wanted to do it, uh, he's like, oh, my team, it's a small one. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're a team. It's a team. Team is a team. And, um, I told him that I wanted to do Truth Hurts, and he's like, okay, let me hear what, like, pitch it to me, because I can't imagine it. <laughs> and I did it, and he's like, okay, like, this could be really cool. Nice. And I could have trusted, like, listened to him and just been like, yeah, because he's like, I don't know, like, and then I did it for him, and he was like, okay, I like this. Yeah, but I could have yeah. just been like, okay, well, I'll do my other idea, because it was between that or the Louis Capaldi song, um, Someone You Loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I had this vision for a video for the someone you love. Okay. And so that's what made me really want to do it. But now I have some cool ideas for this next video. But yeah, yeah, it's just like little things like that and putting myself out there. And actually Red Lion reached out to me after I did another podcast to do an event. And I was like, you know, I pluck one string, right? And they're like, (laughs) yeah, like he liked it. That's what we want. We want that. Yeah. One halfway through, I went up to him like, do you like this? Like, is it good? Because I'm just in my own head um not in a bad way but i just i want people to feel like they're enjoying it and yeah. i want people to like it and i've also accepted that not everyone's gonna like it but when you have people coming up to you and um telling you that they can relate to the songs or it really made them think of this person or that person then uh it just it's worth it for me that's why i'm doing it so it's those little small moments it was crazy because I'm just going to Calico thinking I'm going to play like little open mics and stuff like that. And and then it's recognized and I have a feature in the line. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's nice. awesome. That's amazing. And being social, may I add the fact that I don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I make friends with a lot of cool people and I actually popped into identity um, piercing. Okay. No, not identity. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm having a That's okay. A drink. This is, no, this is not okay. It happens to yeah, me no, identity. The it's identity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah it's right on Red, uh, not Red River, off the, off the Bay Street, like in the Bay Street area. Okay. Yeah, where the uh, that oh. vegan, is that, yes. that vegan place is there? Yes. On that corner? I just felt like I was having a brain fart. But yeah, I have one right now. Um, <laughs> Alex Cummins, he's honestly the best, and I always like to pop in. I grew up with him, and he's an amazing piercer and artist. He makes yeah. all his jewelry. I'm actually very nice right here, right here. Uh, shout out, shout out. <laughs> yeah. I went to go talk to him and I saw that there was like army of sass they have their same their hub in that same building mm-hmm. and I poked my head in and I started talking talking to um, 
a woman named Stephanie DiPiro, who's an incredible like choreographer. And so I'm just chatting with them just because I'm into like the dance thing, the woman empowerment. And that's essentially what Army of Sass is. It's these women that come together and they celebrate themselves, each other, um, all body shapes, sizes, and Mm -hmm. types. And they go out and they just celebrate women. So I'm like all wrapped up in this watching. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are so badass. This is good. We become friends. She's talking to me or about me to someone else who wants to throw this event and I end up singing at this event and it gets me more people and it was for a great cause. It was mm, to raise awesome. money. It was the here and now yeah. event. And you just walked um, through the door yeah. to see your old friend. See, and like, boom. So, so yeah. it's just being open and having an open heart and um, knowing that we are not better or less than anybody. Mm-hmm. We are all people and it's okay to to put yourself out there because beautiful things come when you just talk to somebody. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it does. And the magic happens then. The universe magic. <laughs> yes, I love that you guys are all for that. My dad's probably going to listen to this and be like, you just really well, have to get well, them on that I time. mean, we're, we're open to all kinds, yeah. But I mean, no, I truly believe, like, if you think about it enough, you work towards it and that's what's in your forefront right there. They also train that in like prof- any professional sport. Mm-hmm. When the team wants to win the championship, all those players are... And they have a mental coach now. And the mental coach tells them, hey, you envision lifting that cup up on the town square and winning the championship. And they do that every night, and blah, yeah. and it helps. Them. Yeah, it's mind over matter, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Conor McGregor, is he that boxer? I believe so. No, MMA. I mean, UFC. But he had yeah, a boxing UFC. too. Yeah. Did he? UFC. Yeah. Um, so I watched in an interview someone, because I was watching a lot about manifesting and stuff, and actually, just a side note, there's a picture of a carousel on my vision board, which is crazy. And I never <laughs> yeah. noticed it before. Yeah, yeah. But it's there. It's one. there, yeah. yeah. And uh, he said, someone asked him, does this feel like exact, or does this... How does this feel? Is this like you imagined it? And he said, yes, this is exactly as I imagined it. I've envisioned this moment a million times, and it felt just like this. And I thought, like, what a great answer. Mm. There's a lot of subconscious moments that we've, like, they just kind of happen. Like, right, yeah, you'll think about a carousel years later. Yeah, I have a carousel in my video type deal. Yeah. um, There's a couple of subconscious things happen, too. You're talking to someone, and then... Lo and behold, a couple of days later, whatever you're talking about, you're doing, and it's just like, okay. It just happens that way, yeah. I have two things I have to quickly bring around. We have like a couple minutes left. We always do this every episode. We ask the guest if you could choose to go to the moon for a day or to the bottom of the sea, what would you pick and why? I would choose the bottom of the sea. Okay, very, very interesting. Um,. Because I want to see everything that's down there and like all that. Well, see, I'm so like technical and like, how deep am I going? <laughs> Can I go to all the depths? Because I think that there's a whole other world under there. I believe. Got me crazy, sure. but I don't like, know. Mm. Could be. Don't never we, put a time We, we know less about the sea than anybody see, else. See, the moon right? seems. I know that there's like tons of out there in the galaxy and this and that and there's probably a lot to be found out there oh for sure for sure 100%. but i think if i'm on the moon i'm going to be looking around at a whole lot of like flat not flat but you know what i mean a whole lot of yeah. land mm-hmm. whereas in the sea there's something so beautiful and magical and i could just snorkel i'm a huge snorkeler so maybe that's why i said oh, oh you, okay T- technically you'd have to be in a bathosphere or like a 
submersible, but yeah. Yeah, well, but yeah. if you just because you didn't have any, you didn't have any. You can put it. You know, it's true. We, we gotta like be specific now. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Oh, Michael, I'm slipping you. What is it? It's like eight miles under the water. Maybe you have in the future you have a bodysuit and it's just. Yeah, where's there are no limits to this question. True. So there's less people that actually went down to the sea in history of humankind than yeah. to the moon interesting. just interest, interesting yeah. fact now for the sayings i really want to squeeze that still in uh, my saying this week uh, in german allow me to say this first my english is unter aller sau unter aller sau yeah, my english is unter aller sau which means my english is under all pick which say that again my english is under all pick all if I translate it word by word. All pig? All pig. It's all pig. Yeah. It's unter aller sau. It's all underneath the pig. My English oh. is all oh, underneath the pig. I heard pig. Like, like, oh no, the pig. 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 Do we get to decipher it? Well, yeah, Germans, don't, if you haven't guessed already, they have a lot of meat in their sayings. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's I like meat. Ask, like, see how you thought he said pig when yeah. he said pig? So like sometimes words are misunderstood. So maybe like... <laughs> um, sound a little differently or like almost yeah. like muffled like under the pig under like the if you were pig. under a pig trying that. to talk it would mm-hmm. sound yeah. Like yeah. Well, there's so mud. What, yeah so there's mud be, and poop under there so, so it's pretty pretty difficult would be to understand yeah, my English then, right? Poop too. Yeah. so this means um, pigs also lucky to conduct conducive to a good party atmosphere are not <laughs> that great <laughs> language I liked mine, they are not great for language learning so to say my English is under all pig means it's to just suggest that it's actually really bad but that makes i got yeah. that part but not the p- part before that. the party yeah, the party <laughs> pig? Big partiers. they're lucky and conductive to a good party atmosphere a pig. they are lucky is that pig as a person or pig is an animal pigs <laughs> pigs is an animal pigs is an animal okay yeah, they're lucky people no i mean luckily but <laughs> then you then you have a when you have a, when you have a pig yeah. As an animal, yeah. as, a, as a pet, it's but actually very smart, right? You can have pigs, pigs are almost smart. As, either smarter or as smart as dogs. Yeah. Actually, pigs, I read somewhere, that are as, are as smart as like a two and a three year old. Yeah, no, they're very smart. Pigs and they have better sense of smell as dogs as well. Than us, yeah. Next. As, I'm sorry, I'm really rushing. No, this no, story. I know. I'm okay, uh, so mine <laughs> is, I've been hearing this a lot lately, but it's out of the blue. Okay. I've been hearing a lot of colored sayings for some reason, like blue blood, like we were talking about blue bloods, but anyway, out of the blue. Uh, so this was actually used in the late 1800s when it first started, and basically what it means is they would basically say it as in blue sky, and it's not like I'm going to get hit by a lightning bolt with the blue sky, okay. right? Because thunder and lightning don't normally happen in blue skies. Right. So it came out of the blue as if right. I'm being struck by lightning with a blue sky. So it's a very slim chance of happening. Hmm. But it can happen. I guess so, but yeah. So that, but usually it happens like, oh, the, there was a deer that ran across the road and it just came out of the blue. Okay, we'll say it in that kind of context. All right, that's a good one. Yeah. You up? All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a few that have come to mind, but I think I'm gonna say it's not the reflection that changes, but how we see it. Interesting. It's pretty deep. No. It is deep, but no. it's. It's not the reflection that changes, but it's how, but how we see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that can be interpreted multiple different ways. Like I've been learning how to draw, and now I'm seeing shapes and angles in different ways through drawing, and now it would be drawn and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good one. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, and no. don't hurry, be happy. Yeah. Okay. 
So with that, we are going to close up episode 41, everybody. It's, sure. It's are we sure? It's <laughs> we're sure. Yeah, yeah. Forty and a half. <laughs> we don't do half episodes here. Okay, so thank you very much, Megan, for being on here today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. You yeah. guys are awesome. Very easygoing and enjoyable. I mean, we can be enjoyable. I didn't. Like, <laughs> I'm happy I didn't catch on one of those days. No, then. no, that's all good. So you, for uh, where you are, you are on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, you can find me at Megan Nadine, uh, M E G A N N A D I N, spelt Nadin. Yeah, sweet and simple, and yeah. YouTube, everything. Check me out. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Cool. That's a wrap. <laughs> Talk to you later, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.